This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Now, I love my dog. I have, we have uh, three. It seems like we have an entire house of animals. But we have three dogs. Uh, if you love yours as well, we have that in common. And I will... Uh, argue that when it comes to your dog you'll pretty much do whatever it takes like you just want to give them the best life possible you love them they love you unconditionally which is kind of nice everyone else in your life that eh, jeez you know they they come and they go right pat they come and they go uh, but uh, when it comes to your animals like every time you come home they're happy to see you which is kind of uh, it really is cool i think that's one of the main reasons we love our dogs so much it's unconditional, unconditional love. It is. They yeah. just freaking love you. Yeah. Um, now, when you let's talk about how you can contribute to their overall health and happiness. Uh, a few years ago, we talked about Rough Greens. Uh, that uh, I have a dog, President Miles. At this point, he is, uh, you know, he's giving Joe Biden a run for his money as far as age goes, uh, and honestly, intelligence. Um, I mean, Miles is clearly smarter, but that's a whole other story. Uh, he loves his Rough Greens. Piper is like uh, seven or eight. Loves her rough greens. Uh, even Ivy, who is uh, our little, our youngest one, is now six months old, something like that. Loves the rough greens. Everybody does. Every dog loves their rough greens. And they get all the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics, and antioxidants, all the things that they need. Uh, check it out. You sprinkle it on top of your dog food. Check it out now. Uh, all you gotta do is pay for free shipping. Go to roughgreens.com/becker eight three three Glen thirty three. Starting to make some noise nationally. What could that mean? Buying ads in other states. Uh, we'll get to that and lots more coming up in 60 seconds. About, let me tell you about what Samantha from California has to say about her transformative results using the best in skincare, GenuCell. She says, I love GenuCell's plant stem cell therapy. I've used it over my face, under my eyes, and it cleared up my dry flakiness and even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked me if I had surgery or procedures done. No, just GenuCell by Chamonix. Thank you so much. GenuCell has over, you know, sold over a million products uh, to women and men across this great country. And everyone always falls in love with the results. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, even those annoying bags and puffiness can all be gone right before your eyes. And best of all, you get guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. So there's no risk whatsoever. 
Now see the difference for yourself with 65% off their most popular packages at GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's 65% off all customer favorites, including the classic under eyes, uh, under eye bags and puffiness treatment. It's at GenuCell.com slash Beck. You can enter the code Beck at checkout for an extra 20% off. Order today and get their summer essential, the dark spot corrector, absolutely free. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. All right. Well, Gavin Newsom apparently uh, preparing himself to run for president of the United States. He's, of course, governor of California right now. And it looks like he's got uh, some ambition to maybe be the president. You know, and it, up until this point, uh, we asked many times, like, who do they have? Their bench is so bad. Uh, they've got nobody. And what are they, going back to Hillary? Al Gore? Who, uh, Richard Gephardt. Maybe Richard Gephardt can be their nominee. <laughs> yeah. Still? It's still Richard Gephardt. <laughs> it's still, still Richard Probably Gephardt. Probably their best guy on their bench. But, you know, if, if you're not going to run the president, the incumbent, if he's not going to run, uh, Kamala Harris is not really appetizing to Democrats, I don't think. But Gavin Newsom, maybe it might be. Uh, he might be the one that they turn to. Uh, anyway, he's starting to run ads in other states, including Florida. Here's what he uh, ran in Florida. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder uh, to vote, no, restricting not. speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. Criminalizing women? women what the hell is that like? It's a lie. Or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. Freedom uh-huh. of speech. Freedom sure. to choose. Freedom from hate. And the freedom to love. Is Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom. Ugh. I can't take it. This is fascinating, though, as a tactic. Uh, Now, Gavin Newsom is terrible. Yeah. He's been a terrible governor for the state of California and has done an Mm -hmm. awful job there. And what's fascinating about it is he, you know, this is, uh, he's not good at really, I don't think he's good at anything. I guess he's good at, you know, sleeping with his friend's wives. Other than that, I don't know (laughs) what he's good at. I mean, he's... Famously uh, disobeying his own orders during a pandemic. Oh, yeah, he's Maybe good that. at that. He is good at that. Yeah, he's good at that. He's good at that. Good, good, good at getting some good restaurant reservations uh, when when it, no one else is allowed to have them. But he's able banning to do that. books. What the what books did they ban in Florida? They didn't ban any books. They, they made it so that you couldn't discuss uh, alternative sex or any sex or any sex mm-hmm. for that matter. To in, first graders in first grade in first grade through third i think it was yeah kindergarten through third i think it was jeez so, come on i mean it's so ridiculous banning books restricting speech making it harder to vote really no they're not let's go to delaware and find out how hard it is to vote where they don't even have early voting they don't even have it you can vote on one day one so so ridiculous and then criminalizing women and doctors nobody is talking about criminalizing women no one. Wait, well, wait a minute. I am. I am talking about it. I, I am talking about it, Pat. I'm going to be honest with you. I am talking you? about criminalizing women. When women commit crimes, they're criminals. <laughs> what, what do you mean criminalize? They're not criminalized because they're women. They're, they're criminalized because they commit crimes. Now, that's supposedly an abortion. He's thing, trying to refer obviously. to abortion, and there, as you point out, Pat, there's really there was a big article in the New York Times this weekend about the four people who are pushing for, uh, uh, you know. Uh, 
locking women away women. Be, yeah, locking away women who want to have abortions. Are there four? I, I, I don't know. That's what they claim. That seems like I, too many. Look, you know, the, wow. I guess, and it's true. It's been like because Roe versus Wade was this big barrier, right? This mm-hmm. big, this big thousand foot wall that essentially. While we could have these conversations about the nuances of abortion policy, you weren't able to implement any of it. So it was kind of a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Now that wall is gone. And so now the pro-life movement, which has always had many, many shades, people who were very, very restrictive, some people who were just like, hey, we need to limit it at 15 weeks, whatever. Like the pro-life movement has always encompassed a really wide variety of people and opinions on that side of the argument. Well, you're going to see some, I think, separation there. They're going to see some people who are really restrictive and some people who are uh, think that's going too far and that's going to have to shake itself out in the movement. It's why you have different states and different laws. Again, I don't think that's the this particular issue is a good application of our federalism uh, and our, uh, our tradition of federalism in that I think protecting life is more important uh, than that. And I do believe it should be, I you know, I believe I support and would support and think Republicans should pursue a constitutional amendment outlawing abortion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're not going to get it through, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make a difference to me. It should be proposed every single year, mm-hmm. every single year. Keep proposing it until somebody does something about it. But that being said, uh, you know, you have a, a a situation here where someone like Gavin Newsom is going to try to to present this information like. It's some terrible thing that's going on in Florida when half of his residents moved there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you guys, the state is emptied out to go to Florida and Texas and other places. Last year alone, they lost a net 367,000 people Yeah, to Florida, to Idaho, and the, to Texas. And the person who should be most excited about that is Gavin Newsom because those people weren't there to vote against him in his recall. Right. Right. Like if those people had stayed, he might not be in office. Yeah. So and it's fascinating what has happened with Gavin Newsom because of the recall, which is a typical dumb tactic by the media. And a lot of people are falling for it, which is like basically like they are saying Gavin Newsom's strong. He he won this his recall election easily. Mm -hmm. Is it all that impressive, guys, that a Democrat in California (laughs) could survive a recall by what is essentially eight percentage points. I think it was, I think he won 58 42, if I'm remembering right. It was somewhere around there. And, and they're like, well, I won by 16 points. Yeah, but if eight, there's only two ways to go. So if 8% of the people changed their mind, it would have been tied or, you know, it would have maybe uh, tipped over to the recall side. Now we know the dynamics of that election and that, like, Larry Elder is a guy that we like and he's a, mm-hmm. he's a good conservative. Not exactly the flavor of of Republican that would necessarily win a statewide election no, easily. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is a guy who's essentially a Democrat. Right, and look, I think those guys suck. Yeah, you know, I think Very Arnold Schwarzenegger so. st- sucks, but he yeah. still like that's the type of candidate that may have been able to win there. Well, when he says "screw your freedom," yeah, th- that sucks. <laughs> that that's yeah. Gavin Newsom, that's a guy I, who sucks. Yeah, that guy sucks. But like, <clears throat> is it all that impressive? No, like you shouldn't. No, the fact not. that they were able to come up with the with the uh, amount of energy against Gavin Newsom to get the recall done in the first place. It's only the mm-hmm. second time in recent history it's happened. Then you have a situation yeah. so where that he was, was pretty pu- amazing to yeah. start with. Then he was pushed to the brink. Yeah. By Larry Elder. Right. Who, again, is a guy I like, but is a talk show host. Right. 
and his you know and is uh has never served in electric elect, elected office and is also very conservative uh, something that i think would be a real great thing for california but the california voter typically does not agree with and remember just a few weeks before this election it looked as if larry elder really had a chance to win like it was mm-hmm. very close polls were showing it only a couple points now he extended that lead by a couple points he did what he had to do in a bad situation you can give him that but like it's not like this was some great achievement here. No. Yeah, he won in California, a state that had already voted for him. He was able to hold on to the election and not get removed from office. <laughs> it's like saying, like, ah, Donald Trump survived that uh, that uh, impeachment vote. That's a great, you know, like, that shows he's super strong. Well, I mean, it shows he did what he had to do against the impeachment vote. But, like, none of the media was saying, oh, this shows the strength of Donald Trump. Like, that's not what happens. And what's great in California is they have the freedom to pay $7 a gallon for gasoline and about a million dollars for a thousand square feet of home space. Yeah. You know, I, I got a 1,200 square foot home and I have the freedom to pay one and a half million dollars for that. I mean, it's outrageous what's happening in California. You can't afford to live there. If you're any kind of, if you have any sort of normal salary, you're making fifty or sixty thousand dollars. There's no way you can buy a home in California. Yeah, you can maybe get a, sh- a shack. You can maybe rent a shed, uh, but you're not gonna you're not gonna buy a home when you're making fifty thousand dollars in California. No, no that's not. Uh, I mean, I remember there was a time. I, I don't remember. Uh, this is a while ago, but it was if you were making the minimum salary as a player for the San Francisco Giants, you couldn't afford the average home. I remember that. And I don't in, know. In San Francisco. Yeah, in San Francisco. Was, yeah, too expensive. Too expensive to afford the, you would not qualify for and that was a like, mortgage. Wasn't it a seven or $800,000 salary they were talking about? Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe at the time it was 600000 something like that for geez. a minimum. It's incredible. And we should also point out that Gavin Newsom, when he was mayor of San Francisco, I referenced it, briefly here but it's important to remember how crazy this was mm-hmm. he slept with like his best friend's wife oh that's right it wasn't yeah. like just some some affair that. it was like his best friend's wife who he hired under him as a staffer that's right and then slept with the staffer he's a douchebag oh he's a terrible human being in, in so many ways and this is probably the smallest of them who am i to judge i'm just saying he's gonna burn in the fires of hell <laughs> right yeah you're not judging i'm not judging you're him. just saying no. one little thing about yeah, his just future. one thing he's going to burn in the fires of hell. exactly <laughs> but like what happened to the me too movement here yeah you know she has come out and said well it's not really me too I was 33 years old. I knew what I was doing. And like, that's Mm. an acceptable thing for a Republican to say, right? Like a Republican, the Republican side of the argument is, you know, women actually have agency and can make decisions of their their own. Yeah, but Democrats have that power dynamic thing. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. They say like when, you know, a celebrity Mm. sleeps with some underling, uh, they say it, it can't be consensual because the power dynamic. there's a power dynamic there. I remember they said that with Louis C.K. when he when he had his situation going on. And he, you well, know, he was so powerful. You couldn't, <laughs> right? you this could is not go argument. against his will. Right. You couldn't. This was their argument. Like there was some comedian that came out and said like, I, you know, his thing was, <laughs> I don't want to get into the details here, but his thing was basically uh, pleasuring himself while women while were others present, watched. Right. Yeah. 
again. I, and I know, think I don't he know. asked for permission. And did he, he asked not? for permission. Yeah. And they said yes. They didn't leave. <laughs> right. They said, oh, yeah, sure. Right. Which they could have left. Which they could have left. Except for the power dynamic. Right. So they said yes. And they sat mm-hmm. there and endured the spectacle. Yeah. And the reason why it was a Me Too violation was because he was a powerful comedian and I guess would control their comedy careers if they did say yes, which is complete nonsense. And wasn't one of them on the phone? There, there was one of those cases. It was on the phone. <laughs> There's one Hang of the cases. Hang up! Yes. Where the, <laughs> the, 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 the Me Too Hang complaint up! against Louis C.K. was that he was on the phone with her with a woman, yeah. and she believed that he was uh, touching himself while they were on the phone. He didn't say he was or... <laughs> Or like, requ- like I don't know. I, hey, he, do you she, mind if I? I don't know. I, I, I don't no, know how to explain this. I don't think he did. He I don't think he no, got he permission on that one. No, he if he was doing it, which we don't know we if he was, know. and she didn't know. But she see, I guess it sounded like he was. <laughs> Just again, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the details. The point being here that their entire complaint for eradicating this guy's career was the power dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now Gavin Newsom, who is the mayor of San Francisco. He takes a, a direct staffer and sleeps with her, which also happens to be the her best friend's wife. Was this his when best he was friend's with wife? Excuse me, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Was he married to her no, at the time? No, no. This was. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I don't remember. I think he was married at the time too. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. Because he was at one point that. married to Fox. Well, former Fox uh, anchor Kimberly Guilfoyle. Mm, okay, but which is again. <laughs> Strange. I, I people tell me that he's a very good-looking man. Yeah, and you know he looks to me like American Psycho. If you you know, if, and I guess, <laughs> I guess he was a good-looking guy in that movie. He did murder a bunch of people too, but uh, part of the charm. What are you perfect? Are you perfect, Stu? You know, I'm not. I've made <laughs> my share of mistakes. Just, okay. Well then, now none of them happen to be you know putting tarps down in my apartment and brutally slaughtering people while listening to Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> really, you no, haven't done that. That wasn't my particular okay. mistake, but we all, right, all well, have our struggles. That's right. Exactly you know? what I'm saying. That's exactly and, what I'm and saying. And Gavin Newsom has his <laughs> that may or may not be the same as the character in American Psycho. We don't know. We don't know. We're not with I, him at all times. I wouldn't have predicted he'd sleep with his best friend's wife. I either. wouldn't either. You know, I would not either. I so. would now. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't bring my wife around him now. Right. But back then it would be probably surprising. Probably was surprising to his best friend mm-hmm. who's by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned he slept with his best friend's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and who is a direct staffer of his. But we should overlook that. Yeah. Because of the great job he did on COVID, question mark? Well, look, it doesn't have anything to do with the presidency. It doesn't mean he can't be a good president. Mm, that's right. It's his personal life. All right. It's his per- personal well, actually, life. The, the eat, dining out in the middle of the COVID restrictions, not really his personal life. <laughs> no. No. But the girlfriend thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's personal. 888-727-BECK. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new report shows that almost 71% of Americans feel their paychecks are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. Not just to be able to get ahead, but to just keep up. 
we all know where this is coming from. The people supposedly fighting inflation are the same ones giving it to us in the first place. You have a responsibility to yourself and your family to do what you can to get ahead while it's still possible to get ahead. This is where American financing comes in. This time, American financing is there with power to maybe help you, unlike some of the banks. Flexible mortgage returns uh, and terms, cash out refinancing, even debt consolidation. Please call them. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Pat and Stu for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. It is confirmed. Uh, at the time, Gavin Newsom slept with his best friend's wife. He was, in fact, married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yes, although I, I, it does seem like they were uh, separated when... Uh, when it happened? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so they were separated when it happened. But I think so the affair was happening... Don't before, worry about no, it. No, I think the affair was happening before they were separated. So I, oh, I just well, think they maybe found out about it. caused the separation? Possibly. Is that possible? Possibly. And now huh. she's with Donald Trump Jr.? Is that yeah. right? Is that okay. weird? I mean, from yeah, one extreme weird. to the other. Yeah, I mean... It, I as just, far as ideological, you know, significant others. Because she seems to be... She was not like one of their straight news people, right? No, like she seems to be conservative. Very conservative, yeah. And, and like, you know, look, you can overcome a certain amount of political difference in a marriage, but it's... That's, I that's couldn't pushing do it. it. Not that much. Yeah. No. I, I, it'd be really tough. Unless you just... I don't know. If you don't talk about it... Because yeah, otherwise, you'd be at odds all the time, wouldn't you? You'd Especially think so. in this environment when, you know, so many things are coming up and that's what people talk about around the dinner table. And uh, you certainly talk about it when you gather on the 4th of July. I talked about those kinds of things yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make me crazy. Yeah. If my and wife I, was super liberal. And I've been seeing, you know, friends and relatives and everybody, you know, I've obviously friends and relatives that are very left wing, not so mm-hmm. appreciative of the Roe versus Wade situation. This maybe mm-hmm. as I was. And you see them getting in brawls, man. Like, and I just stay out of it. Like, I yeah. don't. I, I do this for a living. Uh, last thing I want to come home and like post. Like, I know, right? The, a post on Facebook. Yeah. My, I just don't feel like it. I understand why people get into that stuff. And I do, though. At some point, you have to recognize the, the just lack of ability that you're going to have in changing someone's mind, and that's crazy. Right. Like uh, some people are just nuts and they just mm-hmm. they're they're going uh, uh, and it might not be they might be completely sane in every other aspect of their life and wonderful people. But they have this thing that they're hung up on and they're never going to listen to your opinion. And you have to be able to leave that behind to maintain a relationship with a loved one if they're truly a loved one. Right. Yeah. If you really love your brother, or your sister, or your, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your friends. You know, you, you figure out a way to say, okay, they're nuts on that. And you throw up your hands and you, you just move on with your life. You, their support of abortion or opposition to abortion is not going to change the actual situation as it as it relates to abortion. It's just, I think it's hard for people to let go of because if you believe it's life, it's like, gosh, man, this is really important. How can you not see this as life? It's like that louis ck routine about abortion yes. yeah. that we played last week <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah if you really believe it's life what are you gonna say well okay never mind go ahead and kill a baby right. <laughs> <laughs>
The ink, I always think the incons the really truly inconsistent position is the one where like, yeah, at four months, eight days, three hours and nine seconds, it's not a baby, but 10 seconds it is. <laughs> then, like, I feel like that middle Silly. ground is actually the more insane position when it comes to Definitely. abortion, isn't it? Yeah, It's it where is. everybody is, or most people. But like the middle ground is the one that seems very strange to me. The Glenn Beck Program. Independence Day is all about celebrating freedom, like the freedom to completely customize your window treatments at Blinds.com. Right now, save up to 50% off everything site-wide for their 4th of July sale. Ordering window coverings online, it doesn't have to mean sacrificing on style or service. Shop the latest styles at Blinds.com. They even have outdoor shades that make your deck or patio the coolest place to be during the summer backyard barbecues. Tanya and I love their design experts. We have used them. We've used live consultations. You need help measuring or installing. They got you covered there, too. Never any hidden fees or misleading quotes. No showrooms or retail markups. And shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Save up to 50% site-wide at Blinds.com during their 4th of July sale, now through July 5th only. Up to 50% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. And Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, join me. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed live immediately immediately before this broadcast. It's uh, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central. Then Stu has a show in primetime. Stu does America. That's true. I do it every single night. Every night. Every Against its will. Wow. Uh, it's really sad. And it's that's kind of rude. Yeah, it is. You know. <laughs> Really, really rude. Is. So yeah, that's uh, that's on eight eight p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. You can subscribe to both podcasts as well. Also, uh, Pat, to, we have our five uh, hundredth anniversary Power Hour coming up on Friday, which mm. is uh, if you've never seen one of these things before, some of the biggest shows that we've done on YouTube. Basically, the idea is we have a panel, we uh-huh. attempt to talk about issues. It goes awry as at one. We have one shot of beer per minute for an hour. Okay. So it starts off somewhat coherent and then turns into chaos. So your 500th episode is Thursday. It was. Is that what you're saying? It's we announced the five. We announced the Power Hour on the 500th episode. So that was a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so we, we are a little bit past that now. <laughs> but we do uh, would love you to check it out. YouTube.com/slash Stu Does America. Mm-hmm. Subscribe there, and we'll. It's it's gonna be fun. We have Chad Prather on. Uh, Alex Stein is joining us. Uh, Andrew Heaton is gonna be on with us. Huh. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez is going to be on with us. My, My wife, invitation to the show must have been lost. I would love for you to in come. The, in the you mail, are always so, welcome. Um. <laughs> no, but I, 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 we do have a, a designated driver slot. Oh, okay. Because uh, we'd like to have be one sober person driver, on the panel. Probably. That we'd love to have you sometime for one of those because it would be absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, because it is a drinking fest, right? It is a drinking fest, mm-hmm. um, but it's nonsensical and, and it is quite a bit of fun. Uh, even though it usually does go horribly awry mm-hmm. by the end. Well, that's the fun of it. <laughs> that's though. the fun, I suppose. 
all right. We were talking about the situation with uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how that's just really affecting our our country right now. And it is such a it's probably to me, it's the most contentious issue in America since slavery. Probably. Would you think that's af- accurate? I, I can't think of a more contentious that's a good that's issue. a good question is it the most it's probably up there i mean i you know you think of like guns but i don't think yeah. that's not i mean but, you look at the statistics on gun polling it's not really right all that it's not nearly as divided as you'd think uh, yeah i think that's probably a good good one it's so contentious uh vice president kamala harris just likened the end of Roe v. Wade to slavery by saying that the Supreme Court's ruling was an example of the United States government trying to claim ownership over human bodies. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, I mean, that's fascinating. Um, isn't it? I mean, it's similar to the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> yes. If that's that what she's true. going for. Because I right. do think but there I are real parallels here. Don't think she was going for that exactly? No. I don't think that's what she was going for. But that is, I think, a really realistic parallel it's the type of thing that a society looks back at in horror it says how did we allow this to happen 63 million and by the way it's gonna go up by millions and millions and millions from that number but 63 million babies lost yeah how can we possibly have allowed this future generations will not look favorably on us for allowing that for so long just like we look back at slavery as a horror show right we all look back at it as terrible and and there were people democrats especially mm -hmm. very pissed off about that ruling as well and and argued about it for a very long time Mm -hmm. you know this is this first of all shows the real central failure of roe and casey because both of them basically bragged about their power to end the debate it's a contentious issue we will provide this solution and therefore it won't be contentious anymore that was essentially the thesis of both roe and casey didn't really work no did failed it? miserably which is one of the things that even even uh uh ruth bader ginsburg would talked about is it was just bad law yeah yeah it was bad law like even now if, if think, she was if she was alive to vote on it you know she would have voted voted to uphold very reliable but still uh she did not think that was good law no one does i mean anybody in that field like it's it's a different thing you know there's this idea that the left well they see the constitution they see the supreme court what what they they see rights are things that they want right Mm -hmm. like we've talked about the right to internet right there's no right to internet what are you talking about there's no (laughs) right to internet Uh, where was that right at any point before 1990 Right, like no. they, they, oh, that right didn't exist. If you created it after 1995, but you have to actually put it in the Constitution, right? You don't just—it doesn't just magically appear. Which could happen, by the way. It's not in the Constitution, but you could put yeah, you it could. in the Constitution with the 28th Amendment. Yep. But they won't go through that process because they know it wouldn't. It never happen. Yeah, and you know, it'll never happen. Honestly, I bet you. It's not incomprehensible. It could happen it, if, if people I mean, wanted it, it to. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I would guess the polling on something like that would not even be bad. I bet you they could get positive yeah. polling on that on that question. Depending should on the, the parameters. Yeah. Should like, the internet a constitutional amendment to uh, to make internet available to everybody? I bet would be something that people would like because that's they would that's like how it. people most people think. Yeah. Is it is it something that I want? Is it great? Is it wonderful? Yes. Do I like it? Yes. If yes, then Constitution. Right. Right. Then it's my right. 
healthcare. I really like it. I really want it. Mm-hmm. It's my right. Therefore, I shall have it. It's in the Constitution, I swear. And I, of course, we've had people argue for a constitutional right, essentially, to high-speed internet. We've had that in the past. My name is Rhonda Locklear. I'm from Pembroke. How do you have access to And I'm a member of the Lumbee Tribe of North Carolina. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have two children. Two children. And like any mother, mother, I want the best for my boys. Of course you want the best for your Jacob, my oldest, Jacob, is a transferring student to UNC Pembroke. Okay. And Isaac is in the eighth grade oh, at right. Pembroke Middle School. Wow. All right. Thank you for the like setup. Like most families. Right. Who across the state who either don't have access to mm-hmm. high speed internet couldn't afford who, it or who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Sure. We were stuck with dial up service in our home don't say that. until two months ago. Oh no, my goodness. No, no. Now this is how long so how old nine is this clip? years and two months ago. <laughs> no, it was actually thirteen years and uh, two months ago. I I mean we've played this clip <laughs> so, many so many times. times. How do you still have it in your I machine? Don't this know. is incredible <laughs> that you have access to this at a finger at a, at the press of a button. Yes. Because uh, it's so good, and this so and this is a this is a clip from the uh, Lumbee tribe. Yeah, uh, was it North she's, Carolina? If I'm yes. remembering right, she's testifying before somebody, like any mother, like any mother. And I she think w- it's the legislature in North Carolina. She really wants access to internet. Bad. Yeah. Well, she, she wants, has it, and she got it two months okay, ago. She had, but she well, but she I didn't have. Well, she had dial-up yes, before she did. that, so she had internet the whole time. But she did have high speed until two months ago. Yes. She's very upset about this and wants the government to pay for her internet. Exactly. I feel that this has put my family, uh-huh. my sons in particular, sure. at a severe disadvantage. Severe. Well, it has. It has. Isaac depends on the internet oh, boy. to complete his assignments for school. Right, yeah. Sure. He often uses the internet often. to work on reports, uh-huh. projects. Mm-hmm. And or often, often at, at times, times to just do research, like you know, on porn. Right. I watch him so. struggle He's with the dial-up service, oh, and no. observed him get frustrated. Oh no! Because he could not move around on the web like the, he likes. Like he likes. You hate to see that. He could not move around on the, on web, the web like, like he, likes. he likes. See, that's constitution. Yeah. That means it's yeah, in the yeah. constitution. If you want something like that, it's really, in and the you want it really bad. Yeah. And you can't afford it. Well, of course, it's in the constitution that. You, you can have it. Um, and needed to do. <laughs> seemingly easy assignments took mm. him hours to complete. Oh, no. How stupid is this kid? <laughs> no, I don't think that's what she's saying. I think oh, she's, she's saying not? the internet is oh, bad, so okay. you can't It's very right. disheartening <laughs> to watch. Isaac got very upset, oh, no. discouraged, no. and frustrated. Frustrated. Because he could not do what he needed to do. Or what he lacks. As to a do. Mother, mother, it breaks my heart mm-hmm. and causes me to feel yeah. that I have failed him well, you in have. some way. Yeah. Until two months ago, she had, yeah, she had failed, failed him, him miserably. Yeah. Not by a little bit, but miserably failed him. Yes. Now, they, to be clear, they had internet. Yeah. This time. <laughs> right. It was a slower <laughs> internet than they preferred. And now they have the faster internet. Yeah, but but she's she's arguing on behalf Ill. for others to get it. I think. And and guess by the what? way, of course they got it. Of course it worked. They got twenty million dollars in federal money. Of course to get high speed internet for like the Lumbee tribe, like they like. Yeah, which is fascinating. So, and I, so I well. do, do. Could you come up with an, uh, a constitutional amendment for internet access? I bet you yes, could. You probably could. I bet you could. Now that constitutional amendment will not mean that you get to keep your accounts. No. Obviously, they could still ban you uh, from... Uh, th- that might be why the Democrats would oppose it. If it was a constitutional <laughs> right for you to access the internet, they might oppose it. 
But again, the Constitution can be amended. It, yeah. It's okay. You can try to do and it. We should try to do it more often. Is it, it hard? Most of them would fail, and they, they should fail. And, and it is hard. Yep. Because it's supposed to be hard. It is supposed to be a difficult process because the founders knew that they'd done a pretty good job, I think. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want people just willy-nilly changing the Constitution on a whim. Right. It had to be something right. that people agreed on, had to be something that you were passionate about, be logical, and enough states decided that you know this new amendment was the right thing to do, that they got it passed through. Yeah. I That's mean, not easy. The story of the 27th Amendment is one of my favorite stories of all time, which is it was an amendment that was around at the time of the founders, and it's an amendment to basically limit congressional pay, so they can't vote themselves all pay right. raises. Yeah. If they vote for themselves, if they say, hey, Congress should make a million dollars a year, they have to go through an election before that kicks in. So they can't vote themselves they can't, a huge increase. Right. They have to be at least in front of the voters to vote them out if they get angry about that pay raise. Mm-hmm. So it was around at the time of the founders. It kind of got halfway through the process of ratification and then sort of died on the vine. But it had no expiration date and sort of just sort of just sat around. And some uh, college student, I think it was in Texas, started looking around and noticed it and had to write his thesis and wrote some like thesis about, Hey, like there's this constitutional amendment. This would be cool to do. Started like trying to revive it, got it all the way to these States. They finished the ratification process and it became an amendment in the 1990s. Incredible. I mean, it's a fascinating story of just some guy who was doing some research and actually amended the constitution as a result of it. Really amazing. Really cool. But like it can happen. You know, like the left obviously just wants to get rid of guns and they obviously want to raise money off of this. They want power. They want all these things to happen. We know their motivations are not pure, but if their motivations really were to get rid of automatic weapons, which they seem to think are on every street corner, Mm -hmm. they could go for a constitutional amendment just for that. No automatic weapons, basically, in the United States. Now, we treat this country is treating Uh, the second amendment as if it prohibits uh, the uh, automatic weapons which by the way it does not you can you first of all can get an automatic weapon in this country it's just very difficult to do so Uh, secondarily there's a lot of constitutional um gymnastics that went into allowing those weapons to be banned the way they are in the first place right but in theory you could go and, and get that done. I mean, certainly it would be supported by the American people. I mean, look, a lot of people in this audience would disagree with it. But like, what what's the polling on no automatic weapons? 90%? It's pro- and it probably is a real 90% with mm-hmm. automatic weapons, unlike, you know, their universal background check polling. Uh, you know, and, and so maybe they can, they, they can try that. Try it. Be honest about your motivations. Their motivations clearly the are to get rid of you know weapons overall. Yeah. And when you reverse engineer their goals you can see how they keep getting to the way they cover these crimes they don't care about inner city crime they don't care they don't care about gun violence that's why they never talk about it yeah triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k more patents do for glenn coming up stay informed sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com
these days you use your personal information to do just about everything, especially when you're online. But with all that information just floating out there, it can make the Internet a practical gold mine for identity thieves. Actually, that's, that's not fair to gold miners. Mining is actually hard work. Stealing your identity is dangerously easy. It's also incredibly costly and terribly frustrating if you get hacked. Now is an easy time to join up with LifeLock and help protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your information and alerts you to personal identity threats. And if you are a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. They can't protect you from everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business in my book. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off your first year. Identity theft protection starts here. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, Joe Biden's approval ratings continue to plummet. Yeah, we've we've started a new segment on Studios America called <laughs> Today the President Hit a New Low in His Approval Rating. That's not the official title, but I title. feel like I do this segment every week. Yeah. And it's pretty much true. Monmouth poll out now. 36% approval rating for Joe Biden. Oh, wow. 58% disapproval. This is down from... Wow. Uh, he went, so he went 38 to 36 in the last month. He started up at, in the mid-50s back in the day and has dropped pretty much every month consistently since he got into office. He now has the lowest average approval rating, according to 538, of any president ever measured at this point in his presidency listen to this right track wrong track for you january 2021 comes in comes into office 42 percent right direction okay i mean you know still kind of low we can we tend to be a little frustrated about things january 2021 a lot was going on in that month yeah we're we're in covid situation yeah okay it go you know it's around the mid 40s and into april and then uh june 2021 is 37 percent Ticks up to 38, down to 29% in September, right around 30 in December, 24% in January 2022, 24% March 2022, May 2022, 18%. June 2022, 10%. 10%. 10% right track, 88% wrong track. I've, I've never seen numbers that bad. And 2% saying, I don't know. Yeah, two percent say like Jeffy. One, well, I one, don't know. One percent says <laughs> I don't know. The one percent says it depends on what. I don't know. It, it depends. It always depends, right? I mean, it depends. Yeah. On, it got to depend on something. <laughs> but one percent, yeah, ten percent to eighty-eight. Ten percent right track, and only seventy-four percent of Democrats approve of this president's performance. That might be an even more stunning number. I bet people notice that on their July Fourth ga- gatherings because it's yeah. it's not you know a lot of a lot of Democrats are expressing their disapproval for the president and saying stuff like you know it seems like he's not quite all there you know they're they're noticing yeah. that cognitive area but it's policy as well. This is a disaster. Wow. This is the Glenn Beck program.